We are continuing, of course, to follow everything that's going on out there that is weather-related. Heavy snow coming down will continue to come down throughout the morning. We've got lots of traffic delays. I know Highway 91 is a a big problem right now, particularly on the Alex Fraser Bridge. Lots of spun-out vehicles. So we'll continue to watch all that, have your updates. Keep the updates coming to us as well. You can call or text our buzz line 604-331-2899. Right now, though, we're going to be making sense of the markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? Tons of snow out there, huh? It really is. Yeah. Did you make it into work? Everything okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's been uh, it's been a lot of snow. Vancouverites are not totally prepared for this much, I think. <laughs> They're not, no. And it's still coming, Lori. So we'll talk about that, but let's right now talk about what's going on in the markets this morning. Yeah, markets are down this morning because of kind of recent strong economic data, again, is prompting expectations for rate cuts to really be scaled back and kind of markets are coming in in touch with reality, probably. Everybody was getting excited that uh, the Bank of Canada or even the Fed was going to cut rates as you know soon as spring here in March. Uh, but with some of that stronger data, uh, it's a little unclear now when they're going to start that process. But of course, uh, the chatter is, is that in 2024, we are going to see rates move lower. And really what we're seeing from, from today's move is because of retail sales in the U.S. came in higher than expected. And of course, most would believe that would be a good thing. Companies are doing well. People are shopping. Things are good. Uh, however, this is, again, the case of good news equals bad news sometimes. And, you know, this is really, um, you know, a sign that it's more difficult for the Fed to really fight inflation. You know, that last 1% really that they're working towards. And markets are now pricing in a 58% chance that the Fed will slash rates in March, uh, where that was kind of like 65% last week. So there still is a chance. However, it's lower. And here in Canada, of course, um, investors are digesting the latest inflation data um, and considering what, what's going to happen here. And we saw inflation picked up slightly, up to 3.4% in uh, December. That was up from 3.1%. Um, and core inflation, which filters out those kind of volatile food and en- energy costs, had um, uh, more unexpected acceleration as well. So the next Bank of Canada rate decision is uh, next Wednesday, the 24th. So we'll be looking forward to see what they're going to do here. Because again, uh, I often say that what happens in the U.S. and in terms of the Fed and lowering rates and all that kind of stuff that matters for your portfolio. But in terms of what happens here with the Bank of Canada and them lowering rates, that affects us as Canadians because many Canadians have debt, lines of credits, mortgages. uh, And of course, it also affects the real estate market. It really does. Now, I know there's an update as well, right, on some Canadian housing data. Yeah, there is. Um, You know, just looking at the data that's out there, um, there are reports of declines uh, in 2023 compared to 2022. And this is declines across all fronts, including unit sales down 9.2%. Prices were down, again, it's 2.5%, but I think there's a lot of people that would argue against that people were listing their homes and may not have been able to sell for the price that they wanted that they, they that they saw before everybody wants the previous high um and now we're actually seeing more listings because again why did you know the real estate market stay, stay so tight is because there was a lack of inventory as well however when people are kind of waiting this out and not listing their home yet or their property uh, there comes a point where you know people do need to sell people are moving uh, somebody has passed away people get divorced so um you know uh, real estate sales must go on you just maybe have to lower your price and so so that's what we're seeing happening and the other 
you know, thought is uh, going forward is just how many mortgage holders have to renew their mortgages at these high rates. We've already seen about 45% renew mortgages. And you didn't really see that kind of collapse of the real estate market that one would have expected with yeah. rates going as, as high as they have. And so, you know, I think a lot of that has attributed back to the banks working with people, right? They don't want the same disasters back in 08. And they saw what happened in the US. So there's that kind of, you know, blending, extending, pretending, whatever they call it. But the idea was, is, you know, lengthening amortization in order to keep people in their homes. And I think that was, uh, that has helped. Helped. However, we're going to see a lot of people renewing their mortgages this year as well, Simi. Uh, so we'll have to see how that fares and when the Bank of Canada will actually lower rates. Okay, so there is definitely more to come out. I, I know what you mean about the supply, though. I'm seeing a lot more of that, but prices are they're stubborn. I think people are just like, oh, no, I'll hang in there and, and prices will go back up. Well, exactly. I, I mean, I think that's what you've seen. Uh, you know, when you talk to people, you, um, you know, you see listings uh, that have been sitting on the market for yeah. many, many days and months now, which was definitely much more rare when you think about, you know, last year, the beginning of last year. I mean, you know, real estate was selling like hotcakes um, and now things are more subdued. And when you look at just like the Scotia variable mortgage rate, uh, which we saw jump really from the lows of one and a half percent to six point two percent. Like that's a huge increase for for payments. And so people are able also to stay in their homes because they're working. Remember, we have very low unemployment still. And this is what makes this kind of, you know, the the, the economy uh, where we're in right now, the economic cycle uh, is a bit more confusing because, again, they want to kind of lower inflation. Um, and we see unemployment very low at this point. And so where is it going to go from here? And, you know, that's important to stay on top of uh, for, for yourself, for your debt, but also for your portfolio. Make sure your financial team is also stay on top of those changing conditions because rates matter. That's what the market is focused on right now um, and will be focused on probably for the next uh, one to two quarters plus. Okay, so given that, then let's talk about uh, mutual funds and some of the pitfalls that are involved investing in those. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I've talked a lot about funds over my almost 15 years on CKNW. And, you know, a lot of it, it's not that all mutual funds are bad or anything like that. I mean, there's some good active managers out there. However, you know, what I do worry about is, you know, when you walk into a bank branch and all you get is their own bank mutual funds and, and that's what you're invested in. Um, or if there's an advisor that only does mutual funds, um, you know, because sometimes you're in a, what I call a set it and forget it type portfolio that there's not a lot of changes being made. And, you know, just as I'm talking to you uh, today, Simi, with rates changing and things like that, like if the Bank of Canada lower rates or the Fed, like that's going to be good for the economy and, and we're likely going to see a soft landing if that happens. However, if they keep rates higher for longer, we may not see a soft landing and that could, um, you know, point us into other issues. And so you just want to make sure that you, you're in an investment strategy that's nimble, that's flexible, that's able to get in or out of the market, depending on what's going on out there. And so that's, um, you know, some of the situations that we're seeing with mutual funds is just, again, the lack of transparency, right? Um, you don't really know what you're in. You don't know what the holdings are. You don't know if they're trading and how much they're trading. Um, you can kind of find out this information. Advisors have programs that can stay on top of it, but you as an investor can find it more difficult. And sometimes it can cause more anxiety. Like if you 
you know, markets are volatile and they're moving lower. You wish you held some cash and then you look at your statement and you have no idea if you're holding that much cash within your mutual fund because it's in a pooled investment. You don't really see it. You don't see that breakdown unless you go looking for it. So I think that's one uh, big issue because that can lead people to making the wrong decision at the wrong time. If you don't believe that your investments are being managed properly during those volatile times and cash is being raised, try, you know, protection is there, uh, then you can make the wrong decision yourself and panic and sell out uh, during a market low. So that's a big one. And the lack of risk management, a lot of people don't realize that funds can't hold a lot of cash, most of them. They have to stay fully invested. Most of them are mandated only to have up to 10% cash. And again, things have been going well. Fourth quarter has been great. Uh, Again, going into 2024, hopefully it's another positive year. Hopefully it's a soft landing, all of those things. But again, are the funds that you're in actually making changes depending on what's going out there in market uh, current market conditions? And um, many times they're not being as actively managed as you think. So I think that's really important. You got to look at those fees, make sure they're not too high um, because a lot of what's reported is just your advisor's fee, not the underlying mutual fund fee. So just make sure you have the whole picture. Just make sure that, again, if you're invested longer term and you have, you know, 500,000 plus six, seven, 800, a million, there's better investment strategies out there for you where you're actually in individual holdings and equities and, and exchange traded funds and things like that that can actually be lower costs, more actively managed and better returns. All right. Well, thank you for that this morning, Lori. Thanks so much, Simi. Have a great day. You too, and stay safe out there. That's our Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can contact her team directly, 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.